Let us be attentive. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. To you, O Lord, have I cried, O my God. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews. Let us be attentive. Brethren, since we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. And one does not take the honor upon himself, but he is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Peace be to you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. Let us be attentive. said, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life <clears throat> for my sake and for the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life. For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed. 
when he comes in it, the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. Come with power. Good morning to all of you. Uh, this morning we are very glad to welcome Steve Christoforou. He is the director of Youth and Young Adult Ministries of our Greek Orthodox Archdiocese. And as many of you know, how he, together with three others, were here yesterday for the Bee Treat that we were very happy to uh, host. Many, many people from surrounding parishes, including our own, were present. Wonderful um, sessions for adults, youth ministers, for our Goyans, for our uh, elementary school children as well. Really a full day, and then in the evening we even went out with the, the young adults, having a fruitful night of some, uh, some, some refreshments and also fruitful discussion. So he's a graduate also of our Holy Cross Seminary and has been given the blessing to offer the homily this morning. So we welcome him. Morning. Christ is in our midst. Everybody can hear me okay? Good, okay. Uh, thank you, Father, so much for the wonderful hospitality. Thank you, everybody here, for the wonderful hospitality. It was a really wonderful time yesterday at the retreat. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, uh, but a lot of, I think, good happened. Um, so the, the, the theme of the retreat yesterday was this video series that we work on at the Archdiocese called Be the Bee which is, I think, a really helpful and fun little met metaphor. It really captures so much of the challenge and opportunity of our life in Christ. Uh, so what does it mean to be the bee? Uh, I think we all kind of understand intuitively what bees do, right? They fly around from flower to flower. They go and they get the nectar, take it back to their hives, make honey. And I think on, on, on a deeper sort of level, that gives us a little bit of insight into some of the opportunities of our life in Christ, right? Because in the same way that there is good nectar in each and every flower out there, regardless of how big or small that flower might be, regardless of what color that flower might be, regardless of what exactly that flower might smell like, there's that beautiful nectar that's there. There's a particular grace in each and every person we meet. There's a particular grace in each and every situation we encounter. And sometimes we need to look through the distractions and the surface level um, temptations to really get a sense of what's truly there in the, same, in the same way that a bee will be able to fly from flower to flower and look past the surface and go to the, the core, the nectar that's really there waiting for it. And then, of course, it takes that nectar and turns it into honey and shares it in the world. And in the same way, we are called to really see Christ in the face of every single person we encounter to find the providence of the Lord at work in every situation we encounter. 
and to take that gift and to share it with everyone in our lives. To share that spiritual honey, in a sense. And that takes work. It takes work to look beyond surface-level observations. It takes work to look beyond the distraction and the temptations that can sometimes blind us to the true reality that lies at the core of things. And I think this schema actually helps us a little bit with today's Gospel reading. Because today's Gospel reading, right at the very beginning, can be kind of challenging. Because think of how it starts. We just, we just heard the reading. From the very beginning we hear, in order to follow Christ, you need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow the Lord. And I think those two words can be troubling. Deny yourself. They're certainly troubling for me because we live in a world which teaches us to thine own self be true. Right? You do you. That's who you are. That's all you can be. You have to be yourself, right? Be the best version of yourself you can be. How can you be anything else? To thine own self be true. How can you deny yourself? Well, maybe the version of ourselves that we set up, maybe who we think we are, isn't who we really are. So the word that's used in the gospel there in the original Greek is aparneomen. And I say this because if you do a search of the scripture, you'll find that word used once in the Old Testament. In Isaiah chapter 31, verse 7. And it's a really interesting little verse. It says, For in that time men will throw away the idols of gold and silver, the works of their hands. They will throw away not good things, but false things. They will throw away not things created by the Lord, but things created by themselves and their own artifice, and their own plans. Things that may on the surface seem quite good, gold and silver, but things that are ultimately the, the, their own creation rather than the Lord's creation. And I think that verse actually helps us to understand what it means to deny oneself, because very frequently we can create personas for ourselves. We create narratives for, their, for ourselves, and they might be on the surface level quite good, gold and silver. We spend a lot of time amassing the appropriate resume. We spend a lot of effort looking for the right school and the right job and doing all the right extracurricular activities and trying to shoot for the right salary and the right job title so we have the right business card, whatever it is. And I spend many, many years making sure that I am a successful business person or a successful lawyer or a successful attorney or an accountant or an athlete or whatever it is that we might be. And on some level, sure, that's what we do, but it isn't exactly who we are. And when we turn those superficial images of ourselves into idols, we can see issues, of course, develop. We can see family life begin to be strained because we are more dedicated to the demands of our own resume than we are to the demands of our own family and the people in our households. We can see the stress that we put our young people under, for instance. It feels like kids at a younger and younger age have more and more responsibilities and more and more homework and more and more hurdles that they need to jump through because they need to do more extracurricular curricular activities and get higher grades and get to the best schools and all this sort of pressure that we put on people. Because who we say we are is this gold and silver idol that we put up for ourselves. I am X. I am a successful student. I am a successful business person. I am a whatever. Sure, on some level, maybe, but I'm a child of God. I'm a human being, not a human doing. I am a human being made in the image and likeness of the Lord. 
Someone who loves me unconditionally. Someone who died for me despite the fact that I didn't deserve it. And what an amazing twist that is. When we remove some of that gold and silver idols away and actually see ourselves for who we really are. But in a more damaging sense, I also think we, we sometimes put up very base idols of ourselves. It's very easy for us to label each other. It's very easy for us to label ourselves. It's very easy for us to be say, well, that's the bad kid. Or I'm the bad kid. You know, I said something unkind to my spouse. Well, that's what I do. I've got a temper. Or maybe I did something worse. Or I cheated on my test. Well, that's what I do, because I'm not terribly smart. And instead of the beauty and magnificence of who we truly are as children of God, we create, again, these shallow and these destructive idols, which obscure the image and likeness of God within us, and create all this sort of distress and this anxiety and this sense of unworthiness, which traps us further in sin, which can trap us, trap us further in our bad habits, which can trap us further in shame and isolation. So I think what the Lord is telling us today is not to deny who you are, it's to deny who you mistakenly think you are. That you are more than you may realize. That you are just, you are more than your job title. You are more than your resume. You are more than the expectations that your parents put upon you, or the expectation that your culture puts upon you, or the expectation that your school puts upon you, or whatever it is. You are a child of God. And the Lord himself climbed upon a cross and had nails go through his hands and his feet and a spear go through his side for you because he loved you that much. Not because of how much money you made, not because of the grades that you get, but because of who you are. Because he made you in his very image and likeness. So deny the false version of yourself. The broken, ridiculous version of yourself. And embrace who you truly are. And I think that's part of the preparation of Lent, as we strip away some of the distractions, strip away from some of the surface level, and get back to basics. Who am I? I'm a child of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.